We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's September 29th, it's 2021, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my buddy Grant Nefer, G Nefer 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Oh gosh. I keep wanting baseball to be over and I can't have it end because this is just a beautiful, beautiful little wild card race in the AL we were talking about before the show. And Man, it, I, I've not – maybe it's just because I'm a Mayors fan, you're a Boston fan, but I haven't been this excited for a playoff race before the playoffs start in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about it all week. It's not even just the Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, Mariners, Oakland race. I, I mean, we still have, like, the National League, too. I mean, the Giants and the Dodgers are in, but that second wild card spot is super interesting with the Cardinals going on that win streak. Um, the NL East is like wide open for the Braves and the Phillies. Um, the fact that like those two teams are playing each other makes it very interesting this week um, because 
I mean, the Braves sweeping the series would be huge, but I mean, Philly's in the top of the ninth right now. They just scored. So, I mean, anything can happen. And like, I'm with you, like so excited. You know, we got NASCAR playoffs going. We got football going. We got baseball right around the corner is basketball. I mean, I'm like, baseball is like, usually at this time of the year, it's like baseball. But like right now, it's like, I'm pumped. Um, I hated that I stacked the Red Sox and didn't do anything. Um, I got both home runs in by stacking the Red Sox. Um, so <laughs> but it didn't matter. Uh, it's not looking like a good night uh, for your good buddy, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all comes down to you, Darvish, getting under six and a half strikeouts. That'll that'll decide my night. All right, let's jump in again. We got thirteen games, a lot to get through here. Uh, if you have any feedback, always feel free to hit us up on Twitter or the comments page. I try to read the comments page once a day. Sometimes it's like as I'm posting the podcast for the next day, I go back and read them. So. We start with Boston at Baltimore, nine and a half total. Red Sox, a 240 favorite here, 255 in some places. Nathan Eovaldi, Zach Lothar. Um, I mean, I'm so disappointed the Red Sox lost to the Baltimore Orioles on um, Tuesday. But, I mean, what are your thoughts here on Eovaldi? Best pitcher on the slate. Like, he's been pretty fantastic outside of, what, one start against the Yankees. Like, he gets a matchup versus the Orioles have a 28% K rate in their projected lineup against righties. Like, they're good against lefties. They not great versus righties, and Eovaldi has been throwing heat. Eovaldi is the top pitcher on the slate. The only reason to avoid him is ownership. Yeah, I mean, at this price, matchup, everything, I mean, Boston must win. Like, they need to win all these games. They get Baltimore through thursday and then they get washington through sunday i mean they they couldn't have asked for a better schedule to kind of finish the season here and they just they need to win these games like put up or shut up um on the other side zach lothar i mean he's 5k super cheap through 94 pitches last time out but i mean i this isn't a guy that i expect to throw too deep into this game i, I know Zimmerman had a good start against Boston on Tuesday, but I mean, this team is very good against left-handed pitching. Um, I'm going to pass on Zach Lothar here. No chance I'm using him. Um, I'm going back to the well. Stack the Yankees on or the Red Sox on Tuesday, and um, I'm going to stack the Red Sox again here. I mean, Kiki Renfro. I played some Schwarber, and I played um, some Devers in the lefty-lefty on Tuesday just to make my Red Sox stacks different, and it didn't work with Devers. He was still very popular, but Kyle Schwarber is 5% owned. Um, so, I mean, I'm going back to the well on looking at these lefties and the Braves just won. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Red Sox? Yeah. Top, top stack on the slate. Like they're going up against Lothar. Lothar's really not a great pitcher. He's well below average. Gets a little bit wild. Gives a decent amount of hard contact. And you got the terrible Baltimore bullpen right behind him. They're playing in Baltimore, solid hitters ballpark. All these guys are just fantastic plays. No one's even that expensive. Like, we have, what, two bats over 5K. And you got, like, Dahlbeck in the lineup at 3.4K. You'll have Kike, Renfro, JD, all below 5K. Like, this is this is just a great spot for him. I, I will be playing a lot of Red Sox. The only reason not to play him is potential ownership, but I don't care. Uh, Baltimore bats, any of these bats standing out to you? Fade them all. Just, yeah. just fade them all. No one has good numbers against – 
righties outside of Mullins and I'm not paying 4.8 K for Mullins going up against Eovaldi. Yeah. Like a one-off you like want right-handed power bats against Eovaldi more than, more than yeah. left-handed bats anyway. So, all right. The Yankees and the blue Jays eight and a half total here. Uh, the Yankees, a one fifteen favorite Cole against Barrios. Um, little shocked, little shocked by this line. I thought the Yankees would be a little bit more, of a favorite in this game, Garrett Cole, 10-1, going up against the Blue Jays. I mean, if you're going to attack the Blue Jays, you have to be very good against righties. Garrett Cole is very good against righties. What's your thoughts here on Cole at 10-1? I mean, it's just tough to pay that price tag for him, considering we got so many other options on the slate that you can go with, especially some cheaper options. I'm still very much going to play him a bit. I mean, 10-1's an all right price tag. It's just a very, very tough matchup. I mean, Toronto... Very, very good. Cole, smaller K rate going up against righties than going up against righties, lefties, like very elite versus lefties in terms of case. A little bit worse at giving up some power and some fly balls. But righties, like you don't get the as much of an upside, especially going up against a team that's a sub-20% strikeout team in a pretty decent hitter's ballpark. So he's fine. Like point per dollar, I'd rather go with the Evaldi. I'd probably rather go with Barrios. I'd rather go with a few guys. Um, but overall, like, can't argue with Garrett Cole in tournaments. Uh, Barrios in this spot. Any interest in him here? Eighty nine hundred. I mean, he's been pitching so well recently. Like, even going up against the Yankees, I think that he's probably still a pretty decent option here. I mean, he has very, very good control over the last thirty days. Like, he's had very good control the last five, six starts. Three point one walk rate over the last month striking out guys at an elite rate i know the yankees lineup is good but the main problem with them is power and the they know how to work count not gonna walk a ton guys so if he can run land on the right side of home run to fly ball variants he could be in for an actually pretty big outing here so i like him for tournaments again the a much better play for the price it's just i think Britt barrios is going to come out in a whole lot lower out uh, bats in this game, anything on the Yankees side? I mean, these pitchers are too good. I don't really want anyone on either side on a 13-game slate. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe target one-off power bats, but I think, I mean, at these prices, it's so hard to to want to do that. Um, Joey Gallo, I think, would be my favorite. 4,400 going up against Berrios would probably be the guy. But overall... Not a ton of interest in bats in this game. Up next, we got Miami at New York taking on the Mets. Seven and a half total here. Uh, the Mets are 175 favorites. We got Hernandez against Walker. Uh, any interest here in Hernandez? I mean, probably not. He's, he's fine. He's 7.4K. Like, this guy is going to be a good major league pitcher at some point. He's been doing all right recently. Mets, not the easiest lineup. If there weren't other good options, he'd be in consideration, but probably not going to go much over 80 pitches. So I, I'm probably going to avoid him here. Yeah, I'm not going to play Hernandez in this spot. Um, Tajon Walker, I mean, he's not been pitching great. He's had some tough matchups. He gets a matchup here with Miami. Um, is this a spot at 6,600? We're going to play some Tajon Walker today. Yeah, he's going up against Miami. And I mean, <laughs> he's so his, 
his overall numbers over the last month, like you look at it, they're really not very good. But the strikeouts have absolutely been there. And the underlying numbers, like he was getting very lucky to begin the season. Now he's getting very unlucky recently. 52% ground ball rate over the last month, 26% K rate, only 6.2% walk rate. He's really reined in those walks quite a bit. It's just a spot where like he's going up against a very, very bad offense with a ton of strikeouts in it, where I think 6.6 K far too cheap. I mean, if he's pitching well, they'll let him go 90, hundred pitches. And I have to assume versus Miami, he's going to be pitching well. So like Walker, probably the top point per dollar play on the slate. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to argue with playing him here. I, like I get it. It's just, I think his ownership is going to be pretty high, which is a little scary, but I mean, it, it is what it is. And I mean, it's the Miami Marlins bats. You know, you look at this lineup top to bottom, a lot of strikeouts, not a ton of power. Um, hard not to like Walker here. Any interest in the Marlins bats? No, no. I mean, you can do it as a leverage play off of Walker, but they're really not playing in a great ballpark. It's going to be 66 degrees out in New York. It's probably a spot where, if Walker's ownership gets into what the 35, 40% range, even the 30% range, you can definitely consider it a Marlins leverage stack. I mean, these guys have some power bats and Walker, regardless of how well he's pitched over the last month, still gives up a decent amount of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. So taking the power bats that are cheap, like Diaz, Brinson, Jesus Sanchez, even De La Cruz, all fine. I mean, if you want to use Jazz, he's 5.3K. Like, you can throw him into a stack there just because he's going to come in at almost no ownership. But the leverage stack does make a little bit of sense. Other than that, like, it, it, numbers really don't say play the Marlins here. Uh, the Mets side of things, I mean, I don't mind, like, some of the prices. Like, Pete Alonso is 4K. I know the hitting conditions aren't great, but I mean, that just seems a little too cheap. Yeah. I mean, Alonzo's a great play. Um, even though Hernandez has been pretty good versus righties, he's still giving up a lot of hard contact with fly balls. What I want to target here is the lefties. I mean, Nemo, Conforto, both very, very cheap, sitting there at 3.3K and uh, 2.9K. And Hernandez, while he's been good versus righties, his changeup just really isn't really isn't doing great against lefties so far this season. So, I mean, he's given up a 48% fly ball rate, 41% hard contact rate, 296 ISO, and he plays in Miami half his games. So the lefty power bats are all very much in play, and Alonzo obviously just far too cheap at 4K here. All right, we got Philly at Atlanta. Like we were just talking about, this game matters matters a bunch. Um, and Atlanta got the first one, eight total. Braves a one forty favorite here. Aaron Nola against Max Fried. I mean, this is like opening day baseball. We got so many good pitchers facing off against each other. It seems like um, any interest here in Nola? He's fine. I mean, I'd rather go down to Yavaldi. You're playing him based on ownership and how good he is. I mean, he's an ace in a tough matchup going up against Atlanta. So I don't really have a ton of interest in using him, but if he's going to come in at low, low single digit ownership, because I mean, on this slate, it's very clear that Scherzer, Rodon, Ivaldi, 
and probably even Garrett Cole are all better plays than him. So they're all going to be much heavier owned. So I'm not going to argue with them. I mean, this is a guy with over a 30% K rate, sub 5% walk rate, low XFIP going up against a tough team. There is some strikeouts, not a ton, but there's definitely some strikeouts in this lineup. It's just all going to be where the ownership projection is for him on the day. If it's going to be super low, I'll take some shot in tournaments. If he's going to be close, anywhere close to Cole, Rodon, Scherzer, I prefer all of them to Nola just straight up. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see ownership on Nola. I mean, I do think this is a spot he could pitch well. I could see it going either way. I could see him pitching well. I could see him um, not pitching well. So, I mean, he's the type of guy that can put up 30 in any matchup. So, a little interest for sure. Uh, Max Fried on the other side of this game. Um, any interest in him here? I mean, he's been pretty solid lately and pitching really well, but Philly isn't really the easiest matchup in the world. They're low strikeout team, more versus righties than lefties, but they're a low strikeout team regardless. And Freed, like, not the biggest strikeout pitcher in the world. He has been putting up very good games. He's fine, but Eovaldi, just raw points, is better matchup, better pitcher. I, I'd rather go with Eovaldi, but if you want to take a shot on Freed in tournaments, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, little more strikeouts in this lineup when it's a left-handed pitcher on the hill. But, I mean, Max Fried is just going to be a guy that's going to go out, generate ground balls. He's a really good real-life pitcher. Um, don't think I'll play him here at 8,600. But, I mean, if he's going to be really low-owned, he's coming off of a really stellar game and uh, maybe uses some of that momentum in a spot that's not too bad. Uh, any interest in the Philly bats here? I think I'm just out on bats in this game. These pitchers are too good. I mean, Freed's sitting there at a 52% ground ball rate. He's been play, pitching fantastic recently. By the way, Perez just hit his 47th home run of the season. I hope he gets to 50. I, I'm I, rooting I, for I Salvi really to get do. to 50. Like, if I'm a pitcher going up against him, I'm kind of thinking about just throwing meatballs down the plate just because he, he kind of deserves it. He's on a trash team anyways. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just, I don't think this is a spot where you really want to look for bats. I mean, no one's really priced down that much. Harper's sitting at 6K going up against a lefty, like Real Moto's priced up. If you really want to use someone, you probably go with McCutcheon over on the Philly side, or that's probably it. All right. Um, yeah, I really don't have any interest in the bats in this game overall. going to pass. We got Detroit at Minnesota. Um, Casey Mize against Michael Pineda. Nine total in this game. The Twins, a 160 favorite. Any interest here in Mize? No, he's not going to go late enough in the game. You know how they're babying him. He just can't do it at 5.7K, getting no more than three innings. Yeah, I'm playing him next year. Like I'm, I've already oh, said yeah. this once on the podcast. I'm out. I think he's a good pitcher, but, I mean – I get what Detroit's doing. They're playing for nothing. Why go out and get, you know, a future player hurt? Um, Michael Pineda on the other side. I mean, another guy that just really has no, no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, the price tag's not bad, but probably not going to go much over 80 pitches. Detroit is a solid strikeout matchup, so I could see it, but there's a guy that hasn't had more than three strikeouts in seven straight games. Just not really getting any upside. The only reason to do it is a pivot off a of walker, but I think I think you're better off just avoiding him. Um, bats. I mean, I think the bats. We can look at the bats here. Um, any interest in the Detroit bats? Probably not the Detroit side of things. 
I mean, Minnesota side is interesting, but Detroit, like, Pene is not a terrible pitcher. Does give up a decent amount of hard contact, so if you want to target any of the power bats here, like, Badu is probably not a terrible play at 4K. Grossman at 4.4K, not a horrible play. Haas, solid play at 4.6, but nothing's really staying on the page, and they're all kind of priced where they should be. Yeah, I mean, Badu is probably my favorite. Um, maybe Candelario, but not a ton of interest overall on the Detroit side. The Minnesota side, I mean, there's definitely some interest here. Don't expect Myers to go deep. I mean, this bullpen, nothing to be right home about. So, I mean, Buxton, Donaldson, Garver, Polanco, Sano, and Roker, any of these guys at the top of the order is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, no, play them all. I mean, they're solid hitting lineup. I mean, what, seven of these bats have a 200-plus ISO on the season. Mize, while he's a decent pitcher and definitely better versus righties and lefties, you're only getting three innings of him, and the bullpen behind him really isn't great. So I wouldn't pay too much attention to handedness. Play all of them. All right. Moving on. Milwaukee at St. Louis. Hauser against Miles Mikolas in this one. Um I saw no total, but I saw one total seven and a half. Um, and St. Louis was a 130 favorite. But I mean, this game, they're still playing, and St. Louis may never lose again. Um, what are your thoughts here on Hauser? I mean, I'm not playing him against this team right now. Like they just keep doing work. It's 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 incredible. I mean, I for some reason I accidentally included a bet with a parlay with Milwaukee Brewers and it was a very dumb decision. Um, so yeah, like I'm not playing Hauser, a low strikeout guy, good ground ball rate, walks a bunch of guys going up against one of the hottest teams in baseball. I'm not doing it. Yep. I'm going to pass. I mean, they just Woodruff had a rough outing. Um, I mean, he only went 63 pitches, but it was a rough outing. So, I mean, the Brewers, they're kind of coasting at this point. Um, St. Louis can't even catch them, even if they sweep them and win out and Milwaukee loses out. I'm pretty sure they can't catch them. So, um, Miles Mikolas on the other side of this game. I mean, St. Louis keeps winning, but, I mean, Miles Mikolas is not someone – I mean, he's had two good games in a row, but I don't think he's a DFS player in this spot. No, I mean, again, the only reason to play him is just kind of as a pivot from – Walker, but he has to be super efficient. I get that the Brewers prop really don't have anything to play for, and that Mikolas has put up two decent outings in a row. But he, but he was super efficient in those. He only had three strikeouts in each of them. You don't really expect that. Like guy throws strikes, can go a little bit later in the game, but he really has to land on the right side of home run to fly ball variance. So I don't have any interest in him. Um, the Brew Crew, the Bats. I mean, Yelich is three point eight K. Um. Navarez, 4K, not a stack, I think, but I, I mean, I don't mind maybe looking at a couple of these bets. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a horrible idea. I mean, Mikolas struggles with control going up against lefties, and there's going to be four, five, six lefties in the lineup here. All of them know how to work the count, so there's going to be a lot of guys on base. He does give up a lot of hard contact to lefties on the season, 50% hard contact. So I don't mind any of these power bats the left from the left side of the plate. So Vogelbach cheap can hit a bomb yelich still too cheap wong under 4k like you can get cheap bats here pretty easily so i, I definitely don't mind a milwaukee stack and specifically 
I think that Yelich is underpriced here. Uh, Cardinals, Hauser, um, any interest in the Cardinals bats here? I mean, I'm not going to argue with stacking them. Like, I don't think there's going to be a ton of runs in this game, but they've just been so good recently that I don't care. I mean, I've targeted the fly ball guys. Like I said, Hauser, a big uh, ground ball guy, struggles a little bit with control to lefties, but I'd target like O'Neill, Arenado, um, Goldschmidt, like the main power bats, probably Carlson and Bader and Dijon are all fine, but the power varieties are what I'd go with. And the price tag on some of these guys, like Carlson's in there at 3K, Bader's at 3.2K. I think that's a little bit too cheap. All right, uh, moving on. We got LA Angels going up against the Texas Rangers. Junk and Hearn facing off in this one. Nine total. The Rangers are a very slight favorite here. Um, Any interest in Jansen Junk? I don't think so. I mean, he is going up against a pretty decent matchup in the Rangers, but he's not a great pitcher. Sitting in 11.8% K rate in his limited outings here. Really hasn't done great. Not going to go over 60, 70 pitches. So can't really use justify using him here. Yeah, I'm not going to play him. Um, Hearn, a lefty that struggles with righties. They're going to platoon a lot of righties in this lineup against him. Um I mean, I don't see myself using her either. I mean, all in on Alexi yesterday did not work out. Um, I think he ended up with like eight fantasy points or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably just not going to play her in here. Yeah. I mean, there are worse things you can do on this slate, I think. He's going up against the Angels. Angels have a whole lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Hearn been a above average strikeout rate pitcher so far in his limited samples or this season not going to go over 90 pitches 5.1k price tag isn't horrible it's really just you're kind of banking on him getting a few extra strikeouts here and i'm probably going to end up looking at a strikeout prop in the morning and betting the over considering the matchup and considering he's a lefty going up against walsh and tani and marsh there at the beginning so he's going to see them at least twice so i don't hate it i don't love it it's just it's just a good price savings here. All right. Um, Angels bats. Anything standing out to you for the Angels? I mean, they're cheap outside of Otani. You know, Otani's just good. I, I probably still won't end up playing any of them, but I could see the appeal and stacking up the Angels just because they're super cheap and you can pay up for pitching. But outside of Otani, who's just very good, probably – no one here. I mean, it's hard not to like Max Stassi at 2800 Um Oh, yeah, I didn't see that price tag. That's pretty solid. Yeah, he's super cheap. And then maybe like, uh, that's probably it. <laughs> that's <all laughs> yeah. I that's all I got. I got Stassi. Um, I mean, Otani's always in play. And then on the Rangers bats, I mean, right-handed power bats against Junk seems to be like his – his kind of weakness it's such a small sample size it's hard to tell um i mean i think you can play any of these texas bets yeah i mean i don't hate it i just don't love it it's big enough slate where i think i can avoid texas the 4.7 implied run total for him makes me think twice a little bit junk really isn't a great pitcher i don't know if the yeah right-handed power bats are really going to hold true he is giving up a lot of fly balls and hard contact so I have to assume that it's probably going to stick. He's a fastball slider guy. 
So, like, Garcia, Banez, Solak, Peters, none of them are bad plays. I just – I don't think I'd go too overboard on them. Yeah, I mean, they'd be a team I think I'd, like, finish out lineups with. I wouldn't start lineups with them. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati going up against Chicago White Sox. We got Sonny Gray against Carlos Radon. Um, eight total in this game. White Sox, a 165 favorite. Any interest here in Sonny Gray? Oh, no. Like, Sonny Gray is good. These White Sox bats are good. I mean, the price tag of 8.7K, it's so close to Evaldi where it kind of makes him an easy pivot over for me, Evaldi. So, not in love with it, but as a tournament, just swap. It's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, and I think I have to I have to check, but I think with the White Sox, they're up right now. If the Red if the Reds lose to the White Sox and the Cardinals win, which is what it looks like. I mean, I think that mathematically eliminates the Reds. Um could be wrong. Might be one more game. Um I mean, I just – I don't have a ton of interest in this game as a whole. Like, I don't have a ton of interest in Sonny Gray. It's a tough matchup. Carlos Radon, he's just not pitching deep into games. They want him to be healthy. I'm not paying 10-2 for a guy that might throw 70 pitches. Like, this is just a game that overall I'm probably not going to have a ton of exposure to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean – It might fade completely. Yeah guy about Rodon's pitch count it's so low like you're paying 10k for a guy that there's like a 90 percent chance he doesn't throw over 90 pitches yeah they'll still give him probably they'll give him five innings but yeah, it's gonna be tough to pay that price tag he could he absolutely could against anyone but this isn't a particularly easy matchup going up against cincinnati yeah i'm probably out on Rodon. I'm probably out on bats for the Reds, too. Like, Rodon's a good pitcher, but that bullpen behind him is also very good. So, I just I can't imagine using any red bats. Uh, yeah, I have zero interest in the bats at all. Like, I'm out. I have no interest. I mean, Jimenez is cheap, but I just – I don't see myself using any of these bats. 13 games late. Don't yeah. have to do it. Yeah. You are Tampa correct. at Houston, nine total. Astros, 125 favorite. Rasmussen, Garcia. Any interest here in Rasmussen? Against Houston, I don't think I can do it. I mean, not a bad pitcher, but his leash is always kind of just twice through the lineup. And then they'll yank him just regardless of where that's at. Houston, very low strikeout lineup, knows how to work the count. I doubt he gets more than five innings here. They won't really let him go past that. And with this tough of a matchup, even at 5.5K, I just don't have a ton of interest. Yeah, I think, like, the Rays only need to beat Houston once, and they'll have best record in the AL. So they'll have home field. Um, So I don't expect Tampa to burn up any pitchers in this series um, whatsoever. He's not going to pitch deep. He's cheap, but he's just not going to pitch deep. Tough matchup. Garcia on the other side, he's not cheap, and it is not an, an easy matchup. Like, I mean, this guy put up 30, you know, towards the end of last month, and, like, he's been priced up ever since. Yeah, I don't really understand 
at all. Like he's not a bad pitcher, but he's not a 9.2 K pitcher going up against the Rays. He's not going to go more than 85, 90 pitches max. Like I can't pay this price tag for him on this big of a slate. Um, any interest in the Tampa bats? No, I mean, like I said, Garcia is a decent pitcher. Like, I, I just don't – they're not playing for anything. I, I just don't see using them. Yeah, I don't – none of them are really cheap enough to use. Maybe Meadows and Zanino, but overall, I don't think Tampa is cheap enough to stack here. And then on the Houston side – they're so expensive. I mean, I think if you're playing Houston, you you have to full stack them here. Yeah. I mean, everyone's over five. I don't know how you full stack them outside of, like, doing a wraparound stack with McCormick, Myers, or Maldonado, which not the worst idea in the world. But, I like, they're playing in Houston. They're playing against a decent pitcher. They're playing against a good bullpen. I, I just can't can't really rationalize using them. All right, um, Cleveland at Kansas City. Plezik against Lynch in this one, nine total. Um, mostly a pick'em game across most bet books. Some books have it as one twenty-five Cleveland. Uh, any interest here in Plezik? No, <laughs> just just no. I mean, he has a four point four implied team total going up against him. He's not a particularly high strikeout pitcher. This is a decent strikeout lineup, but you're not getting enough upside from him. I can't see him getting over 20 points, so it's 7.2K, just not doing it. He's kind of lived around that, like, 17% K rate most of the season. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna pass here. I mean, the last time he faced his team, he absolutely dominated him. The time before that, they crushed him. So, I mean, maybe you get lucky if you play him. Um, Lynch on the other side of this game, I mean, a lefty going up against Cleveland top of the order, really strong, strong, like Rosario Ramirez Reyes, but the bottom of the order, pretty weak. Um, any interest here in Lynch? No, I mean, he struggled a bit with command pretty much off and on the entire season as below average strikeout stuff. He's 6.8 K. So he's almost seven K again. He's in that Walker range where. I'd, I'd just rather pay Walker and just eat the ownership. Um, any interest in the Cleveland Bats? I mean, Fran Rail, Ramirez, Rosario. Harold Ramirez, if he's in the lineup going up against a lefty that gives a decent amount of hard contact to righties. Like your Mercado, if he's in the lineup, don't mind that at all. Like you can get Ramirez and Reyes are just straight up good hitters in a good matchup. And then the righties that always have the chance to get uh, pinch hit for later on in the game are super cheap and have some pop in Mercado and Ramirez. Outside of that, yeah, like I said, Rosario, and that's kind of it. Um, Cleveland, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Not a ton, but these righties, I mean, the, these righties are in play. It's just so tough to pay that price for like Ramirez. But I mean, if you're if you're playing like a little three man here for Cleveland, I don't hate it. On the Kansas City side of things, I mean, at this point, I'm in full route for Salvador Perez to get to 50 home runs. It's just, it's been a fantastic season for Salvador Perez. Yeah. 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 It's a, when was the last time we saw a hitter or a catcher get 50 home runs? It's got to have been 
Mike Piazza? Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to I have to look it up. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Um, yeah, I just like Salvador Perez outside of that. Like, please, that does give up a little bit of power to righties. I just don't really want to play any of these other guys in the lineup. Like, I don't know. Mondesi, 5.5K. Like, I could see playing Hunter Dozier maybe at 2.8K. Get the price savings there. But, yeah, not really anything. Um, and I looked it up. Salvador Perez officially has the most home runs by a catcher in a season by two right now. I was going to say, I was just looking at it. I, saw, I thought it was 45, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, although some of them is... Some of his has come as a DH, but you know, I'm still giving that to him considering how good he's been. Yeah, Johnny Bench, 1970, 45 home runs. Javi yeah. Lopez, not Piazza, would be second. Piazza is not even third. Yeah, he's sixth. Or fourth. Yeah. I mean, he did hit 40 twice. With and two he different teams. And he hit for, th- yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. <laughs> so, Arizona at San Francisco, eight and a half total in this game. The Giants are huge favorites. Uh, Kelly against Wood. Any interest here in Kelly? It's good ballpark, but no. Yep. Easy pass for me. I think I'm going to pass on Alex Wood. It's kind of been limiting him a little bit, and. I don't know. I know, like, he came back from COVID, and he threw 37. He threw 61. I think he's, what, 80 pitches here? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, there's, they, have no, like, they, have, uh, they do have a little bit to play for. Well, yeah, no, they, they want to win games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's more of, like, this team doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching, and, like, I'm worried about him not pitching deep. So and that's kind of where I'm actually has reverse splits when it comes to strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you can go without him. If there wasn't so many like options on the slate. Yeah. Like he might be someone that projects well and gets a lot of like love in like optimizers and stuff. So like it might even make me want to be underweight on him even more. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm probably just gonna probably just gonna fade him. I'm not lining up to play the Arizona Bats. I'll say no. that. No, Arte, I think, is fine at 4.5K, but overall, not a ton of interest in the Arizona Bats. Yeah, just Marte. Uh, Kelly on the other side. I mean, he gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Um, I mean, huge hit with Belt being out of the lineup, but, I mean, Yaz is 4.2K. I uh, like that a lot. 4.9 for Bryant, 4.7 for Buster Posey. Don't mind maybe looking at like a secondary stack here for the Giants. I mean, they got five point four implied run total. I don't, I don't mind looking for them as a primary stack. I know it's not a great ballpark, but these bats are good. Like we said, they still are playing for something. I'll, I'll play any of these bats here. Like they all have pop. They're all going up against a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. I'll play anyone in this lineup, even Duggar at two point four K if he's in there. Good old Duggar. Um, moving on. Two games left. We got San Diego, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. 
Lamette against Scherzer in this one. Dodgers are 180 favorite, seven and a half total. Uh, any interest here in Lamette? A price tag. God. <laughs> I the dude hasn't gone over 400. 50 pitches, I don't think, all year. He's going what up against this? the toughest team in baseball, and he's the <laughs> highest priced pitcher by what, a thousand? This is just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, no, man. Playing. I just. <laughs> what is up it. with the algorithm? <laughs> Yeah, I can't get over that one. That is um that's rough. Um yeah. <laughs> no Lamet. I mean, Max Scherzer 10-4 going up against the Padres team that just doesn't care anymore, it seems like. Um, I mean, tough outing last time in cores, but this guy's been phenomenal um here recently. I think this is you know one of the top pitchers on the slate. Yeah, since he's come to the Dodgers, he's been Probably the best pitcher in baseball. Padres, like over the last month, their numbers aren't good. They're not good at all. Like, yeah, play, play Max Scherzer. He's probably the top raw points play on the slate. Oh, man. Um, I have zero interest in the Padres bats. None whatsoever. I mean, it's hard not to like the Dodgers a little bit, though. <laughs> They're expensive. That's the only. The only downfall is just the price on the Dodgers. But, I mean, I do think they're very stackable in this spot. This guy struggles with walks. Very patient team. Could get a lot of base runners on here. and That's just a recipe for success. Yeah, and, I mean, they really just don't care anymore in San Diego. They, I don't think I've seen a collapse this bad in baseball in a while. So, yeah, more because of that than anything. Like, that's not a terrible pitcher. Um, I'd, I'd rather – like I, I, I think I'd rather go elsewhere because of the price tag, but I'm not gonna argue with the Dodgers stack. All right, we finished it out. Oakland at Seattle. This game has a seven and a half total. Open to eight. Already been bet down. Oakland is a 120 favorite here. Montas against Gilbert. Any interest here in Frankie Montas? Yeah, I mean Montas is in there. 9.4K. He's been pretty darn fantastic since the All Star break. Like strikes out lefties at a much higher clip than righties. And he's probably going to face, what, one, two, three, four, five lefties in this lineup. Most of them pretty decent strikeout bats. So, yeah, he shows a decent amount of upside. Sub four implied team total going up against him. Have to check out for the weather, but it's going to be 60 degrees over in Seattle. It is an open-air dome. So, yeah, I, I I think Montes is one of the better pitchers on the slate. I think I'd go for Eovaldi dollar for dollar. But, um, yeah, Montas is a good play here. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it pains you to say that, but uh, I mean, I do think Montas is, is very much in play. And then I'm, I'm, I'm so used to disappointment that I'm hedging. Like I have money on the A's tonight just so I can't be completely destroyed. If the Mariners lose, uh, Logan Gilbert on the other side here, 7,600, 26% K rate on the season, massive fly ball pitcher. Um, we've seen that a lot from him this year. Gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. Any interest here in Gilbert pitching in Seattle? I don't hate it. Um, like I said, it's going to be pretty cold up there. Gilbert, solid, well above average strikeout pitcher. Does give up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls, so it can go against him. But, I mean, there's a ballpark at sea level with cold wet weather. 
I, I really don't hate Gilbert. Again, I think I prefer Walker for probably some other guys, but Gilbert's in play for me for GPPs. Um, bats, anything on the Oakland side? Power bats, Matt Olson, probably. Yeah, probably just mostly Matt Olson. If for some reason Marte is back, yeah, I mean, I see that. He's 5.6K. I know, but he's a massive ground ball guy getting a massive fly ball guy. Like, I I mean, I think if he's back and they – I mean, he's not going to play unless he's healthy, I don't think. He would be super interesting. And then the other guy, Chris Davis has always hit fly ball pitchers well. And I know, like, he's been absolutely terrible this season. But, I mean, he's 2.6K. You're just chasing a home run at this price. Um, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Like, always very good against fly ball hitters, pitchers. Um, Seattle, any interest in the Seattle bats here against Montas? Not really. He's good. Like, I don't know. I mean, look at the price tags. Seager at 4.4K is not the worst play in the world. Fraley at 3K. Kellenic at 3.3K. All of them are fine. They don't stand out as great bats. All right, let's play the morning grind game. And then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six more strikeouts today. Uh, Town Walker. Who'd you take? Walker. Walker. Um, I thought that's what you said. I just couldn't hear you. I guess I'll go Wood. Hoping they like stretch him out a little bit and we get the reverse strikeout upside, maybe. Uh over eight K to score under fifteen. Uh I'll let you have Lamette. <laughs> We're okay, we could cross him off. We're not playing Lamette. Okay. I'll go with Garcia. Um yeah, I like that one. I think I have to go Hauser going up against St. Louis. Um, just how good this team has been here recently. I'm, I think I'm going to go Hauser. He's faced him like twice over the last like month, too. Third time, and uh, it just doesn't seem like a good spot. Uh, give me a guy over 4K to get a home run, um, and we don't have to worry about cores because it's not on the slate. I'm going to go Fran Mill. All right. I think I'm going to go back to well and Kyle Schwarber today. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Harold Ramirez. I like it. I'm going to go Kristen Yelich at 3.8K. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I've talked myself more on to Cleveland throughout the show. I'm going with Cleveland. All right. Um, I'm going to say this. Oh, they did clinch. I thought the if the Cardinals won, they clinched. They did clinch. So the Cardinals are in. How to <laughs> what a what a way to get in, man. That's yeah. Awesome. That is that but is how many games is this in a row? 15? 17. Gosh. 17 in a row to get in. That's that's after we all made fun of them trading for Lester and Hap. They I mean, us. you gotta do what you gotta do. Um I know I said this yesterday to score six or more, and they have five right now in the bottom of the eighth, so you never know. Um, I'm going to go Rangers to score six or more runs today. So, see how it works out. All right, Grant, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm just going to go scream at my screen watching Darvish kill my name. everybody out. (laughs) Yeah. 
He just right, got, well, Walker Buehler just got called out on pitch clearly out of the zone. I'm not happy. Oh, it's the worst. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some baseball um, and some football, football podcast on Thursday. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. See you, kids.